if I'm really going to be honest, look at where I'm at. Look at what God's brought me to. You know, I might not be where I'm where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Right. And look at where God's brought me. Man, that gives me such hope, such optimism, such faith. Welcome to the Eyes on Jesus podcast with Drew and Tim. Two pastors discussing practical details about life, leadership, parenting, and being more centered around Jesus first. The goal of this show is to help you keep your eyes on Jesus through the busyness of life and clutter of your schedules. Now, join us for the conversation. Hey, welcome to the Eyes on Jesus podcast with Drew and Tim. What up? Good to be here. What up? Yeah, man. Uh, Really looking forward to this talk. We get to talk about some things that we've done recently uh, with our families and how that relates to our relationship with God. So I'm really excited about that. Before we get to that, tell me about something exciting that God is doing in your life right now. Oh, man. There's a lot going on at our church. There's a lot going on in ministry, for example, uh, just... We're seeing, uh, I talked on on this podcast recently about a change we did in our services, going to two services, having more of a response time at the end. And yeah. we're seeing just a tremendous amount of people being willing to come forward. And it's a tough thing because as a pastor, you're like, I just wish people would come forward because they just want to. And it's like, <laughs> you kind of have to allow people that opportunity and show them before you can expect it from them. And so we just have people hungry coming up forward. Uh, it's it's out of my comfort zone to call people forward, to be listening to the Holy Spirit, to call things that I feel like he's you know, asking me to pray over. And so anyway, this is a, a fun season. It's it's challenging. It's uh, people, we're seeing healings, we're being, seeing deliverances, we're seeing people step out of their comfort zone. And there's still a lot of people that are just kind of watching right now that I think are going to step out as well. And uh, we just, you know, don't want to do the the church thing of just come in for an hour, leave and, and just live your life the rest, however you want. Like that passion, that hunger, that desire for more is something that's been on my heart for, for years now. And I just hope it can permeate through our church, through our area. Like we have people in businesses that are just inviting people left and right. We have a, a barber who just is constantly bringing people because he's cutting their hair. They're stuck there for 30 minutes and he's just telling them about Jesus. And I awesome. love that because that's where the church is the church uh, in places of business and influence, spheres of influence. Um, also, we're going to see uh, Sound of Freedom tonight. I've heard great things so far. Have you seen Ooh, it? I've heard great. Yeah, it's all over social media. Yeah, but I just love the fact it did 14 million on July 4th and Indiana Jones did 11. That is so cool. And this has been such an amazing year for Christian movies. Uh, You know, the Chosen's been going on for a bit now. We had Jesus Revolution. We had My Sag's Only Son. That was awesome. Uh, Come Out in Jesus' Name and Nefarious. I didn't see that one, but I've heard good things about that too. Um, Those are just the ones I've seen, but uh, it's, it's a different culture from what it was 10 years ago where you just, I kind of dreaded seeing a Christian movie because I'm like, oh, I want to support this cause, but I just, you know, cringe when, you know, the actors and production quality and stuff. is. Yeah. Something shifted around the prayer room movie. Is that what it was called? The the, prayer room? War room. um, War room. room. Yeah. Yeah. Something shifted. There's been good ones like courageous. There's been one where this happens at the end. (laughs) Yeah. The one where the marriage fails and then it comes together. So anyway, there's been some good ones, but it's been sporadic. Yeah. I'm with you. I I do think, I do think that something special is going on right now when, when Christians and non-Christians are recognizing that there's an issue. Yeah. It's rare. It's rare these days. It's really Mm -hmm. rare when those two populations come together. So that's been really, really great to see. As we 
you know, as we kind of recognize that something is is happening with uh, with culture right now and and we're we're you know we talked about on one episode recently about a way that culture is maybe moving in the wrong direction and how do we respond to that as christians we also recognize when culture sees something and moves towards it when it when it comes to sex trafficking and you know mm-hmm. children going through the unimaginable I also know that it's important not only for us when we're recognizing that and as a as a group of Christians and a body of believers to uh, see those kinds of movies and see those kinds of um, reminders of how we can be involved and how we can uh, you know really live out the life of Christ. I also know that it's important for us to have those daily reminders and those moments in our life where we've kind of set ourselves up strategically to uh, be aware of God, be aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit, and really put ourselves and our family in a place to really be in all of that. And that really led us to what we're talking about today. We we both have had some vacation time recently, and that's allowed us to experience God on a really cool level. So I'll, I'll let you start with what, what vacation you took and then and then really um how you recognized god and the power of god in that and then you know how important is it that that we set up moments like that in our own lives yeah so we did our family camping trip which is away four hours away from where i am and it's up in the woods it's up by a lake lake is called big lake a very clever name and so uh <laughs> we do that every year and there's like a hundred of us from the church that just get in this little loop this this big loop with this ramada in the middle where we meet for times of worship and um you know questions fun questions cornhole tournament which is my favorite thing and nice. uh so we did that and it's it's always a good time but it's it's one of those things where uh when you get up there there's a a, a very clear delineation from where you lose cell phone signal mm-hmm. and uh coming up to camp every year the first year was was almost like going through withdrawal because i wasn't expecting it i thought i'd have some signal right and it's like oh my gosh right. i don't and so this year i was expecting it but it's all it's it's refreshing and it's it's so needed because i find myself when i don't have my phone for anything besides a camera uh i find myself like oh I should order this on Amazon real quick or, oh, I should Google this word and see what it means or, oh, I should see what's happening in the news right now. Or mm-hmm. uh, apart from even social media, like we've, we've done an episode on social media and that's a, a big draw in for, for people, especially me being that I do a lot of stuff on there, but you're just, already on the just, thread app. Oh you're already God. there. You got on it so quickly. It's been a day. I posted a story. I said, against my will, I'm on this new app <laughs> because it's like everyone's jumping on it and it's like, fine, another social media site that I don't want to be on. Like and I, so far, now. I hate I it because it has no, it has no like discoverability or searches or, or hashtags and stuff. Anyway, yeah. follow, follow me on the thread app. Yay. Um, yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't get, you know, bought out and sued by Musk. <laughs> right. Oh, but anyway, the I had to check myself a lot with wanting to pick up my phone, and then that really yeah. made me think that, wow, this is this is a big part of my day by constantly checking it, by constantly picking it up, yep. and new yep. notifications. So I brought up the perfect book. I brought up a book called "Get Your Life Back" by John Eldridge, and I knew what the book was about. It's it's about he has a one minute pause app, and it's about the importance of pausing and being a part of beauty 
and unwinding from the craziness of life. And I read the whole book in two, three days. And most of the time I was out front in the morning with my coffee and my chair, watching the trees, watching squirrels play. It was just beautiful. And I'll go into some more detail, let you tell your your story. But uh, for me, it was one of those things where our family camping trip and then our men's retreat that's coming up, and we call it unplugged because it's another area where you don't have cell phone signal, right? And every year you see guys come up and they're like, oh my gosh, like I can't talk to my family. I can't, you know, see what's happening at work. And it's like that withdrawal. And so, but it's a, it's a good, it's a good feeling. It helps you get back to kind of how we're created. Like we weren't created to live at the speed of technology. We just weren't. Right. Right. And one thing that stands out when John Eldridge talks about it is that we're not, our, our souls are not made to process tragedy that happens on the scale that we can see it so when we see like a mass shooting or we see like a hurricane or a tornado or or loss of life or riots and you name it in the news you know for for forever you had your 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 village your city your newspaper and that's all that you saw and now it's like instantly we're drawn in to that worldwide crisis and and like, you know that when I say it logically, but I had to think about that. Yeah. Like when I get alerts, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going on right now. Right. Like my, it does something to your soul to try to process France. that. See the loss What's of going life. on in France this week? I'm right. just like, yeah. Yeah. And, and so anyway, that it's a, it's a good check into how God created us and how he called us to appreciate his beauty and appreciate time with him away from the craziness of life. And so it was good for me. So tell me about your your story. You went to Banff. What's did a you Banff, know, Canada? Did you know Banff was uh, the scene in the movie The Edge with Alec Baldwin with about the bear. Did you know I've never seen that movie? <laughs> so I, right <laughs> after you went, I, I listened to a podcast and Alec Baldwin was talking to Dana Carvey and David Spade. And he's like, and I shot the movie The Edge in Banff. And I was like, where have I heard that name before? <laughs> no way. It's like, oh, that's, that's where Drew went. Cool. Yeah, but it so looked beautiful. If, so to the listeners, I will put Banff, Canada up against any any place you've been, okay? That's and and I don't statement. mean it's a bold statement. I'll put it up against any place you've been. If you don't believe me, go to Google, search Banff, B A N F F Canada, look through some images. I will put it up against Italy, I'll put it up against Switzerland, I'll put it up against Sweden, I'll put it up against Iceland, I'll put it up against anywhere you've been. I'm not saying it's the best because it's probably not the best, but it's top five. It's without a doubt top five. Look at your profile alone. It was incredible, man. It was incredible. Like people, people have told me, like, oh, it looks beautiful. I'm like, the word beautiful does not give that enough credit. What Mm. I saw, what I witnessed, my mind literally could not comprehend. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. When I was looking at Pado Lake, which is this turquoise blue melted glacier lake in the middle of uh, the Canada Rocky mountains. I literally was like, how is heaven better than this? How, how am I to believe that there is something more majestic and, and the fact that there is just got me so excited and so thrilled. 
The the other thing that was incredible, Tim, not only was it a great time with my wife without kids, not only was the food very, very good. I had a 30 ounce tomahawk steak, a uh, bison steak. That was incredible. Wow. Um, at, at a place called the bison, uh, shout out the bison. And, um, that was the best meal we had there. It, it was, it was all very good. But while that was just such a, a great time and while the scenery was incredible, what was even more compelling was the order and how everything was orchestrated. What do you mean by that? So there is no one that's going to convince me that someone didn't create what I saw. Mm. Yeah. You, there's too much intelligence behind it. Mm-hmm. There's no way. So we went to this one place called the, uh, I'll, I'll get this wrong, but it was like Mystera, Mystia, M-Y-S-T, something like that, Canyon. Mm. Okay. And it is this rushing water that has created these hundreds of feet of canyons, which means the water's been so high at times that these canyons are at like eye level after you hike uphill a quarter mile. They're mm. at like eye level. And you're already like mm, 1,400 feet above sea level at this point. You're looking at mountains that stretch to 10,000. And in this cove is this rapid of rushing water making these smooth canyons that echo the sound of the water in a deafening way, a roar Mm. of a way. And then you look up and the trees are lining the water as the most, like in the most perfect paralleled way as if two straight lines. And then right above that is this glacier topped mountain and it's the glacier melting on the mountain that then runs down the mountain that then feeds the water that then feeds the trees that i'm now standing in the middle of you are not going to convince me in that moment or any other moment that someone did not orchestrate that it's in it's it's unparalleled man it was incredible and so We had moments like that. We had moments where there was a waterfall that literally was just shooting out of the side of a mountain. So you just see nothing but concrete rock and then boom, this spurt of a waterfall shooting out from a melted glacier and you have no idea where it's coming from. Um, We got to hike on a glacier, which was wild. It was uh, so down on the ground. It was uh, about 68 degrees and really sunny. And then we went and hiked a glacier and it was like 20 degrees and about 35 mile an hour winds. And we were freezing cold and we're standing on top of this mountain on top of a huge, like Titanic esque glacier. And, and just, you feel like you're on top of the world. Um, I, I can't, I can't describe it enough. I can't recommend it enough, but as much as I'm like, you got to go to Banff, Canada, you really got to, so much more than that. You really got to take a pause and just be wowed by creation. Banff is not a supporter May- of this podcast, but if you want to send us there, <laughs> we'll right? Like I would. Oh, I would do. I would do several. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would do as many Travel as you log. let me. Oh my goodness! You know Poland and Banff. Let's do it. I think the lack of awareness that we have when it comes to just the beauty and and God's creation around us, mm-hmm. we got to do better. 
I got to do better. You know, Banff was such a wake up call to be able to, to be able to put your feet in rushing water, to be able to put your, you know, to, to tilt your head up to the sunlight, to be able to be surrounded by something that, you know, God had a hand in to recognize how sophisticated yeah. it all was. But then, you know what? I came back home and I found myself appreciating thunderstorms and appreciating mm. lightning in the sky and appreciating mm-hmm. sunsets and sunrises. And um, I, I think we've got we've to be willing to not be so shut in and, and be outside a little more and, and recognize the purpose of it. God created this for his children. Yeah. When we just take it for granted and just drive down the street and it is what it is, or we get mad because it's raining or we get mad because it's too bright, too sunny. That's my favorite. Like when it's hot, you got to pull the car visor down. You're like, oh, it's so bright. It's like, (laughs) dude, the sun's out. Like, what are you yelling about? Mm -hmm. But like, it's, it's moments like that where we really, we really have such an opportunity to just be in awe of the creator of the universe. And we don't have to go to a place like Banff. We don't have to go on some big hike. We don't have to shell out thousands of dollars and go on a plane ride somewhere. Just walk outside. Yeah, It's it's really so majestic and so incredible. I don't care how much concrete's around you. Like find something to be appreciative of. You know, you're in Arizona, man. I've been out there several times. The landscape, the mountains around, it's it's a gorgeous place to be. In North Carolina, yeah. we've got the rolling hills. And if you you know, the sunsets, the Carolina blue skies, the orange and pinks and purples in the sunset and sunrises. We get rainbows often around my house. Like it's, it's wild how wonderful um, all of those things point to Mm -hmm. Jesus and getting like you did to a place where my phone was only used for camera Mm -hmm. and I couldn't order anything on Amazon. There was, (laughs) there was one moment I was like, oh, I forgot I'm out of deodorant. And I was like, I need to go order a pack. Yeah. Random (laughs) thoughts. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. Random thoughts that, you know, I didn't spend $18 on a five pack of deodorant, but you just realize how freeing it is. And I recognize like my wife and I, we were connecting so much better and I was hearing her so much better because I wasn't distracted and we were just, everything was just so clear. And, and look, I know there's a lot of elements to that. You know, I wasn't working at the time and, you know, we didn't have kids going mommy, daddy, mommy, daddy over and over and over. Yeah. Honestly, but, any place you can get away with your spouse without the kids is without the kids feels like is, heaven. That's, but, <laughs> it feels like heaven. Let alone absolutely. Right. So I, I think it just it really gave me great awareness in my own life of where I've been taking some things for granted. It really made me appreciate just how awesome it is to be out in nature and be part yeah. of creation. You know, I'm not saying that you have to start being some some nature guy. I'm certainly not that person. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw four bears while we were there and I was absolutely nice. terrified of all four. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, I'm not some big nature guy that's hiking out here barefoot, but, but I do think there's incredible value in being surrounded by something that God created. It's really cool. Are the bears barefoot? Hmm. <laughs> I guess technically they would be this one bear we saw was enormous all four bears we saw some people saw grizzlies but all four that we saw Mm. were black bears the last black bear we saw was the so it was walking on all fours next to a kia telluride Mm -hmm. so their larger suv yeah and 
as it was walking by the Kia Telluride, its back, which was flat, it's walking on all fours, its flat back was even with the hood of the Kia Telluride. It was massive, massive, massive. It was unbelievable. Break you like a twig. Yeah, we stayed in our car. We were like, cool, bear, stay in your car. (laughs) (laughs) I would have gone squatching. I watched uh, Finding Bigfoot for like 10 seasons, so. (laughs) <laughs> I would go squatch in at night. You would go do that in my That's mind. Right. I would. I probably wouldn't really, but um, yeah, it brings There's up a good point. Like out there, be careful. <laughs> exactly. You know, like you said, we can't. It's not just about this amazing trip once a year. It's really about finding that cadence in your daily life where yeah. you can detach from what is mm-hmm. stressing you. To focus on God. And even if it's in small moments, that's why I love John Eldridge. He has a one minute pause app where I've I've done it. I don't do it every day, but even one minute, you can do five or 10 minutes, but just to allow yourself to release things to God, to focus on him and to, to give the stress of the day to him. And we see that in nature because when we're in nature, like you said, you can't not focus on God. If you know him, you see him, even if you don't know God, he's, his handiwork's right in front of you. Yeah. And, and we're designed in that way to appreciate his beauty. That's why he's, that's why he created it. I mean, God is a designer. He, he created it for us to enjoy, to have dominion over, you know, at the beginning and stuff. And so I love this quote from Augustine. He says, we must empty ourselves of all that fills us so that we may be filled with what we are empty of. We must empty ourselves of all that fills us so that we can fill ourselves with what we're empty of. And when you talk about our daily grind, we fill ourselves with all kinds of stuff. We fill ourselves with things that we don't need to be filled with or just the stress that creeps in. And so we have to empty ourselves first so that we can then fill ourselves with God. Because if you think of ourselves like a vessel and that vessel gets filled, there's no room to put anything unless you yeah. take stuff out and then put it in. And so to fill ourselves with God, oftentimes we don't hear God because we don't make room for him. We don't cloud the noise. You know, think of it like a white noise machine. If I try yeah. to talk to you and there's a white noise machine going off, you won't be able to hear me. And right. so a lot of what goes on in our life is like white noise. And then so we're like, how can I hear God? It's like, well, you need to turn off those things that are keeping you from hearing him. Turn off the distractions. Yeah. Right, we expect God to to speak to us in these uh, miraculous moments of open visions to heaven, and that's not how He speaks to us. He speaks to us in a still small voice when we make the time for Him, because He desires us. He desires our time, but He's also not going to force Himself on us. He's not going to force us to stop and read the Bible or to pray. He wants that, and. You know, once in a while, he'll make it extremely clear that you need to do that now, right? Because we're stubborn. Yeah. But for the most of the time, he's just, he's waiting. He's waiting on us to realize that that's truly what we're longing for. And it doesn't mean that we take these massive trips or eight-hour hikes every day. It's just in those periods of time when you have a minute, when you have five minutes, when you're looking out a window, looking at nature, when you can remember, that was in the book too with John Eldridge too, remembering uh, times when you were in nature, remembering times of God's goodness, when you're stuck in an office for 10 hours, right? To have something, maybe something on your desk or something on your phone to remember those times because yeah, uh, yeah, life is busy and we can't always do these things that we want to do and get in nature. But when you can unplug, when you can be in control of your phone mm-hmm. and when you can be in control 
and not let it control you, then we start to make progress. We start to you know, realize that we have peace in the midst of stress. We realize that when we hear news or when we hear things that it doesn't overwhelm us when we're caught up in the stress and caught up in the fear. Yeah. And I think that starts in such a healthy place and can help you throughout your day more than you know. So for our listeners out there that are like, well, yeah, that sounds great, Tim. Yeah, that sounds great, Drew. How how can I do that? Well, have you ever tried just being grateful? Right. You ever tried just like expressing gratitude out loud? I'm not saying I'm not even saying to other people. Have you just tried expressing gratitude to God? Even if it's, you know, sometimes, sometimes I express gratitude for things that I'm really not even like great. I'm not in the mood to be grateful for them right now. Right. So one thing that I do is in the morning, uh, I usually get up and go to the gym first thing in the morning. As soon as I get in the car, my priority from the car ride from my house to the gym, which is about eight to 12 minutes, depending on how I'm driving, I start with gratitude. And that, wow, that sets you up. You're already, you've already had a talk. Yeah, you've already had a talk with God. You're already in this like submissive, wow, you're incredible. You're acknowledging the power and uh, the holiness of God. You're already in this, you know, humble place. And now you're going to go get ready for the day mentally and physically. So on the way yeah. to the gym, I, you know, if if it's dark outside, I'm like, wow, God, these stars, like, how do you, how do you do that? Incredible. Thank you for getting me up this morning. Thank you for clearing out the road. I'd I'd really love not to hit a deer this early in the morning. You know, thank you for uh, getting me up and getting me motivated to get to the gym. God, I, I recognize just with your creation, your your power and your majesty. It's incredible. Yeah. And there's some mornings that I don't feel like saying anything. Mm-hmm. There's some mornings that I don't I don't feel like expressing that. I don't feel like opening my mouth. I'd much rather just sit there and drive and, you know, not, you know, just let the radio play or whatever. But it's it's forcing yourself to get in this state and this habit and this discipline of recognizing as soon as you wake up where you belong mm-hmm. and recognizing who's really in charge. Then when you get to the gym, you like, let's work out. Let's mm-hmm. talk to people if they want to talk. I guarantee you, you'll be much more interested in sharing to them Jesus at that point because you've already spoken to him that morning, and it sets you up for the rest of your day. So I, yeah. I think, I think being grateful, having gratitude, having that moment of prayer, that moment of pause, like you mentioned, I think anytime you can put those kinds of disciplines into your daily walk, it's it's going to be more beneficial to you. Then you know. So yeah, Banff Canada was incredible. Do I think you need to shell out money and go to Banff? I do. Do I think you have to do that every day in order to acknowledge your proper place and God's proper place? Absolutely not. Um, I'm sitting in an office right now, so I'll, I'll I'll just I'll go small scale. I'm sitting in an office right now that has a hole in the ceiling. Uh, oh, excuse me, two holes in the ceiling. Uh, this weird board with a bunch of wires. It's like plywood. It's very man-made. We didn't make it. It was just in here. The walls are painted white, except for the part that's just to my left that you can't see because it's not on camera purposefully. Um, It's got a small hole in it and it's tan because that's what the walls used to be. I've got black carpet down that's not even like down, down. I just cut it and put it down. 
and and then I, you know, I did some things. I put this white chair in here. Yeah, got an awesome white chair. I got a awesome white chair. You know, good stuff. The the room is nine feet by six feet. Tiny, tiny, tiny little room. Mm-hmm. Okay. If someone was to show you this office and be like, this is an office where the AC kind of doesn't even work because we just made it an office. The majority of people, me included, would be like, <laughs> good for you, good for you, <laughs> good for you, bro. Way to way to go getting that nine by six office with no windows and an electrical unit on the wall. Like, good, good for you. If I told you though that we prayed for this additional space in order for it to be dedicated to our children's ministry. And we finally had not only the money to do it, but God made a way for the people that were in this building originally to exit so that we could do it. And then I told you that that's where my office is. Mm -hmm. It changes your level of gratitude. So yeah, I've had bigger offices than yet than this. Yeah. I've had nicer offices than this. This is a really great office Mm -hmm. because every time I walk into it, I'm reminded of what God has brought me and this church through and to, and it empowers me to have even higher hopes and higher faith for what's ahead. I think that's choosing gratitude. And if we can look at creation and we can look at what's around us and we can have moments on our phone where we take a pause and we go, you know what, if I'm really going to be honest, look at where I'm at, look at what God's brought me to, look at what God's, you know, I might not be where I'm where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Right. And look at where God's brought me, man, that gives me such hope, such optimism, such faith heading forward. Just that will put you in a position to live out your day differently, to live out your day in a way that inspires others, I believe. Yeah. You can either look at the past and see where you failed and and how you're not worthy and all this stuff, or you can look at the past and see God's goodness over your life and see yep. where he's taken you and where you're going. And there's always a reason to be thankful. And I love, mm-hmm. you know, look at the Psalms, like David was in the wilderness on the run and he still had a heart of thankfulness. Like he didn't know how it was going to yeah. turn out. Like we right. see the story now, we know that he became king when Saul was chasing him. We know that his son Absalom right. died when he was chasing him on the run. And so we can see that now, but in the moment, David knew there was power in praise. There was power in thanksgiving and the heart of David to create all these Psalms and musicians for the first time in the Bible when when David brought them into Jerusalem and created a tabernacle of praise where previously the tabernacle was outside the city. He put it in the heart of the city. And so when the heart of our figurative city, when the heart of our home and the heart of our soul is to praise God, Mm -hmm. we give glory to who's worthy of it. And I was going to say too, you know, when we talk about stepping away and appreciating beauty and nature and stuff in our current culture, there is an urgency for the non-urgent and we have to eliminate the urgency for the non-urgent, meaning that There are some things that require urgency, right? A trip to the ER, someone is in pain, is is hurting, uh, a a true problem at work, not just the hundred that you kind of sweep up uh, throughout the day. Sure, there's there's urgent things, but what creeps into our life, I've found, is the non-urgent. You know, the congregant that calls and wants to talk about how your sermon was heresy. 
you know, the <laughs> a parent that, that wants to tell you how you're parenting wrong or, or calls you up, yeah. you know, when you're trying to have dinner and tries to intrude. Um, there's a hundred different examples of non-urgent things that can, can be addressed later. But when you're trying to, you know, perfect time is when you're trying to worship, when you're trying to read the Bible and all these things start to come up on your phone or all these things start to distract you and you start mm-hmm. to give into them. I've been guilty as well. Realizing that, no, this is set aside time to do this. This is set aside time to have a meal with my family. It's a set aside time on my Sabbath day. This is set aside time when I'm not at work and I should yeah. not respond to emails. And so those non-urgent things creep in because we have technology that allows them to, honestly. Right. right. You can, I mean, you can put things on do not disturb now. You can set reminders to, to you know, put you in a mode that you only get, uh, what is it? Like your favorites can only call through, right? Uh, so if mm-hmm. you have an urgent from like your child or your spouse, they can still get through, but no one else can. Like we, technology can be a burden, but it also can be used for good if we put those parameters in place, which there's more parameters now than there was when smartphones first came out. Right. All that to say, we have to know like what is driving our stress, what is driving our our daily time, where are we spending our time? Because if I see where you're spending your time, I can see what your priorities are. Yep. Right. If if you say it's for God and reading the Bible, and I see you spending four hours on Netflix, <laughs> very clear. I watched fast. this entire season in two days. It's like, yeah. bro, I wouldn't be proud of that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So we've got the pause app. We've got gratitude in the morning. We've got spending time in prayer. We've got spending time acknowledging. I would love to know from our listeners, either through social media or through email or however you get in touch with us. Um, I would love to know what your disciplines are daily mm-hmm. to recognize God in your life. I would love to know if that's because just even as a, even as a couple of pastors here, this is super helpful in how we talk to our congregation. Mm-hmm. And, and so help us. I, I would love to know, is it through prayer? Do you have a gratitude journal? Do you use apps? Do you put your phone on? Do not disturb. Do you have something on your calendar at 7 a.m. that says, nope, from 7 to 7.30, this is my Bible time. Like, I'd love to know what that discipline is in your life. And if you don't have one, I'd love to know that too. I'd love to know that you, you know, hey, I I, I know I should, but I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm not doing it. I'd love to know that. Yeah, there's power in just sharing ideas because we might be like, oh, I might want to try that or... Oh no, that's yes. that's for you. Clearly, I'm not a journaler. You know, you might say that, and right, just challenge yourself. Like maybe you want to try it. Maybe you want to do something that is encouraging you to remember God's goodness. I think remembrance is so key, and that's why journaling is so helpful. Because I can go back yep. and see the same date on a previous year and mm-hmm. be like, "Wow, I was dealing with that," or "I had prayed that," and I that was such a different time than where I'm at now. And you can kind of remember. There's so many things in the Bible about remembering. You know, this was a time when you didn't have digital backups or media, right? right? You you had word of mouth. They were told right. to share with their kids to not lose, to not, to not forget God's goodness, to not forget his miracles. And what you found in Israel is that they would forget. They would forget to tell their kids. They would forget to pass down God's goodness and his mm-hmm. miracles. And then you see the evil kings that forgot the Lord. And then what became upon them? You know, communion is remembrance of Jesus' sacrifice. Sabbath is remembering God's goodness and resting in him as he modeled yeah. it for us. Israel tied things to their uh, the tassels at the end of their garments. They put uh, things on their doorsteps that they would 
you know, kiss as they walk through to remember God. Like there's throughout the Bible, remembrance is so important because in our fast paced culture, we forget to remember God and we're just on to the next prayer request and we forget what he did for us and how he healed us yep. and how he brought us through a trial. What have you done for me trial. lately? Yeah. Yep. What have you done for me lately? Exactly. Uh, really good. Are, yeah. Those are great. Uh, you know, let us know in the Eyes on Jesus Facebook community. Let us know comments on on what you do or what you'd like to do. If some of this is stirring, hey, I want to try this. I want maybe just we can be accountable with you and just share that. And once you speak it out loud and, you know, there's power in that. So, yeah. Tell us about your trips too. Where where else should we go? If if Banff is number one, what is number two? <laughs> All yeah, right. I'd love well, to know from our listeners. What beats yeah. Banff? Let me know. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. As always, go with God, grow in discernment, and keep your eyes on Jesus. Thanks for joining us on the Eyes on Jesus podcast with Drew and Tim. Don't forget to hit subscribe. If this episode blessed you, please share it with a friend. Check out the show notes for more ways to connect with the hosts of the show.